ulterior. So, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a pretty big episode because there are quite a few singles and records to get through. So, I'm going to be looking at new songs from the likes of The Word Alive, King Yosef, Under Oath, Dead Lakes, and a couple others I want to get to. And then brand new records by Acres, Can't Swim, and Earth Groans. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for tapping in and hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm doing this recording from a slightly different setting than what I normally do, so um, if the audio sounds any different, then let me know if it's for better or worse, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I'm not really going to be looking at scene news for this episode. If you guys want to know what's happening in the news, you know where to look. Uh, You know what to find. What I will mention, it actually has to do with, like, the world of uh, Twitch streaming, so... Sometime last week, uh, Kaide, who is a content creator for 100 Thieves, she uh, posted on Twitter that she has recently been diagnosed with cancer and will be undergoing treatment very soon. And it is a situation that really did, like, I, I don't want to say affect me because I don't know Kaide. I, I'm not, like, too tapped into her content. But the fact of the matter is that a 21-year-old has been told that she has cancer. That's fucked up. That's not right. That shouldn't be a thing that happens, but it is. And so I just want to take this time to, you know, wish all of the best to Kaide in her recovery. And at the same time, wishing the best to anybody who is going through cancer or any kind of terminal illness, whatever the case may be, because that is one of the lowest depths of this life that we live and the world that we live in. Nobody should have to go through something like that. Just straight up, no one should. And my heart really does go out to anybody who is affected by that stuff. I really did not mean for this to be like a downer of a section for the episode, but it was something on my mind and I really had to just, you know, express that. But yeah, uh, moving into the discussions for the episode, uh, starting off with the singles like I normally do. The number one ranked song for Syndicate Overlook this week came from The Word Alive and it is called New Reality. Somewhat up and down, I would say, is the best way to encapsulate my relationship with The Word Alive because the Battle Royale EP from 2009 or 2010, whatever it actually was, I am adamant that that is one of the greatest EPs in the history of scene music and I have never ever met anybody who shares a sentiment with me. But that's fine, you know, it's okay. And then as you progress through Deceiver, Life Cycles, Real, Dark Matter, Violent Noise, and Monomania, that is where the roller coaster type shit I was mentioning earlier comes into play. Some of it I fuck with, some of it I don't. But again, that's okay. Because New Reality is putting a clear emphasis, or at least what I perceive to be a clear emphasis on the strengths of the world alive and how well they can tap into that like 
you know, heavier alt rock style. And the way that Telly Smith's voice like really morphs itself to whatever it is that they're doing, you know, whenever the water life needs to be soft, he is fucking immaculate in that sense. And whenever they need to be heavier, he is able to kind of command a song the exact way that he did with new reality. I think this song kind of goes through, you know, certain, not really switch ups, but just like, you know, uh, a different pacing, a different vibe throughout certain portions of it. And everything comes together so well with the chorus and how catchy it sounds, how massive it sounds. New reality is a major step in the right direction for the world alive. And I am pretty fucking stoked for the inevitable album that's going to be coming from them this year. There are some details out about the next King Yosef album, but uh, first I want to get through the brand new single of his called Power. And Underlying Hum is the name of the record. It is out on April 28th. Power is fucking incredible. Um, my cat story just jumped off the table. If you heard that sound, that's what that was. Don't mind her. Um, there is so much about power that like really speaks to me and speaks to the kind of sounds that I look for when it comes to the like industrial metalcore type of sound that he is going for here. I think power is able to kind of like wrap itself around my brain in terms of being able to deliver all of these different sonic elements and make all of it make sense. Like there's nothing here that I feel is out of place, whether it be the way King Yosa's voice sounds, um, the like uh, ferociousness behind some of the instrumentation in here and like some of the moments where he's not active in it and you just hear like almost like a siren in the background mixing with the industrial style of power Everything came together so fucking well. I think Power is one of the biggest dubs of the year so far for the scene. And my hope is that I can extend that statement to the entire record and underlying hum come April 28th. Demi Lovato isn't necessarily somebody who I expected to be covering before her record last year. Uh, Holy fuck was the name of it, actually. And yeah, holy fuck, she is amazing. And so is the brand new song from her, Still Alive. It is from the Scream 6 soundtrack. Getting so comfortably numb. Don't know how I opened up my eyes. But I'm still alive. I don't wanna try This is ungodly catchy. Like everything about Still Alive has this like pop punk energy to it, but I don't want to necessarily call it pop punk because it feels more complete than that. It feels so like refined with an alt rock style that Demi sounds like she was meant to sing with. Like this kind of feels like the type of music that she was really, really meant to pursue. And I am fucking grateful that she is actually doing this now because she has a lot of talent and still alive exemplifies that. Um, the chorus, uh, just easy to get lost in, easy to nod your head to. The buildup in the verses, I think, is also like a really uh, sick highlight for the song. And just overall, still alive is something that I think really does need to be heard by everybody, whether you fuck with Demi's music or not, like still alive is an accomplishment. Speaking of accomplishments, Under Oath, still hooping, 
almost 20 years after their initial rise is fucking insane. The brand new single from them, Let Go, really, really lets me understand that. Like, just from the second that you fucking press play on this song, it just batters you in the face. And everything about modern day Under Oath is present here in a way that kind of makes me want to, you know, equivalent let go in quality to some of the more dated Under Oath stuff, the kind of shit that I really turn to from them. Let go has that ability and that power, and I feel like beyond anything else thankful for under oath being able to capture this sound in this day and age because there are so many other contemporaries who can't do that but under oath can with the greatest of ease in the world let go again it has that anger and that aggression to it and then once you get into the chorus it's all still there yet it finds this melody and a rhythm and a catchiness and an infectiousness that is so like it probably shouldn't be possible for Under Oath to be this good in this day and age, but they are. And to me, that only furthers the case of them being one of the greatest bands of all time, not just for scene music, but in totality. Under Oath really are one of the goats. Let Go has only further um, solidified that case in my mind. And to go from a goaded band to a future goaded band, brand new single by Dead Lakes called Tongue Planet. I've been said it, don't fucking play with their name. Do not overlook Dead Lakes. Daydreamer is out in a couple weeks, I believe March 31st, the exact day, and I have been championing this band so goddamn heavily for a reason, and a reason that I think Tongue Planet is only able to, you know, uh, further embody and further relay to anybody who comes across it, because Tongue Planet has everything that makes Dead Lakes who they are. It is catchy. It feels like a, a moment in time. It feels like a movement. I've been able to say that about Stamina and Strange Juice. I'm saying it about Tongue Planet now because Dead Lakes really do have this intangible element that a band of their age really, really should not. It should have taken fucking years or maybe a decade even for Dead Lakes to get this goddamn good, but they found it within a couple of years and that is exceptional. <coughs> Fuck. I, I started smoking again, guys, so, um, holy shit, um, I I'm gonna leave that in, I'm not gonna cut it out, because I was on fire, that was raw as fuck, uh, Dead Lakes are Hoopers, Strange Planet is amazing, go check it out, Tongue Planet, Strange Juice was the other one, fuck, whatever, I gotta keep it going, gotta keep it going, I feel it right now, uh, y'all fuck with Surgeon, because I do, and the brand new thing for them, BHCFHC.
other than just being high, I'm fucking manic right now. If you guys couldn't tell, it is what it is. I'll elaborate one day. I probably won't, but whatever. Um, so Surgeon is the side project of Jake, who is the vocalist of Reflections. And I- I'm not trying to slander Reflections. I actually do fuck with them to an extent, but I think Surgeon clears Reflections. Um, BHC FHC is so like right there in alignment with what I really crave from deathcore. I've really been listening to a lot more heavy music than I normally do. And maybe that is what is able to help establish this bridge between my interests and what surgeon is doing here. Everything works. It is just fucking blisteringly heavy. It feels like there is a purpose to everything. And I say that because sometimes with deathcore, you know, uh, there can be like these instrumentation choices or like the, the cadences of certain screams that feel like they're just there to be there. They don't really add anything. Every element to BHC FHC fits. Everything makes sense to what surgeon is going for. And I genuinely, genuinely cannot get enough of what is happening on this song. The final single that I'm going to go into detail on comes from Kingdom of Giants and it is called Wasted Space. A little bit of a bias right now on my end in favor of Kingdom of Giants because I am going to be seeing them next week as part of the uh, the Hell We Create Tour of Fit for a King, Northlane, and Alpha Wolf. So yeah, if you see me there, say hi or mind your business. Either works. And w- what also works is this song in terms of being able to capture the essence of Kingdom of Giants and what it is I think they bring to the scene. Because I felt like they were coming off of a major high off of Passenger from three years ago. And Wasted Space doesn't really refine the sound from Passenger. But I think it acts as this extension of what they were doing when it comes to delivering those electronic sonic elements and blending them in to Kingdom of Giants brand of metalcore that is like really easy to get into. Like there is no sort of learning curve for any of this. Like you can just jump into Kingdom of Giants on Wasted Space and you're going to get a good understanding of who they are. There is a very singable and like head nodable, is nodable a word? A very head nodding about that's way less of a word. A, a catchy ass course is what I'm trying to get at. That kind of uh, brings all the ideas for wasted space together. It, it feels like a complete Kingdom of Giants song, and again, the exact kind of sound I was hoping for from them. These were the remaining singles from last week that I gave either a four or a five to in the reviews on social media. Scenery by Bearings, Don't Forget Me by Compunction, Pressure by Dark Signal. Icon by Days Like These, Boomerang by Dizzy Spells featuring Relay, Myopic by Drug Church, Misery by Feed the Addiction, Eulogy by Grandson, Gravity by Hidden Figures, Punk Star by Jutes featuring Roland Serpent, Friends with Benefits by Jaden, Diamond Eyes by Kingsman, Freak Out by Lado, Pathetic by Led by Lanterns, My Mirror by Meg Myers, Moan by Nick Nocturnal and Love is Noise, Best Before Death by Pale Face Swiss, Let the Rain Wash Over by Prompts, Locust by Prompts featuring Kaido from Pale Dusk, Ignorant Fool by Puppet, Pizza Homicide by Samurai Pizza Cats featuring Nico Salik from Electric Callboy, 
Yuragi by Siren featuring Nan from Windrunner. Games with Shitty Rules by Story Untold. Mother Betrayal by Unearth. And Out of My Head by Young Rising Suns. There was one song I give a 3 to, and that was Big Racks Up by Young Pinch. To me, this is the biggest miss so far from the run that he's been having where he releases a new single every week. I just feel like it doesn't really have the same uh, like effectiveness and delivery that the other singles he's put out do. And then I give it 2 out of 5 to 2 songs. This is fine by Free Throw. Um, I-, I think it sounds very irritable vocally. Like The performance is just not there from what I remember uh, free throw having sounded like and the other song was evil by hollywood and dead this just sucks like hollywood and dead go go away fuck off for real for real thank you for some of what you've done but in the current day you stinky and that was everything for the single so i'm gonna go ahead and get into the records for the week and i'm gonna start off with I think the most like well-known in terms of name value from the week, and that is the brand new Can't Swim album called Thanks But No Thanks. Okay, so let's do the Can't Swim discourse because I feel like I have been very, very guilty of not really giving this band their deserved flowers on the show. I know that about a year and a half ago at this point, I did review Change of Plans on this podcast, yet it wasn't ranked anywhere in the top 50 records for that year, nor was any single song off of it ranked in the top 100. That probably should not have been the case because I think Can't Swim are being able to prove over and over time and time again their consistency and their quality and their placement in the scene. Yet just for whatever reason, I have fucked up when it comes to really championing them and I'm hoping that Thanks But No Thanks really gets it across to you guys how highly I view this band and how highly I think you should as well. To kind of go back in time, my first introduction to Can't Swim was, I I was in a journeys about almost seven years ago. It was in like September or October of 2016. Um, I remember that for dramatic reasons, so please don't ask me what the the deal with that is. Um, So I was in a journeys, and on a TV screen in there, Come Home was playing. And I remember hearing it and just thinking, like, this is really cool. Like, this is fucking sick. Like, the catchiness of the chorus and the way that Chris's voice sounded. Like, it has this really unique cadence to it that I cannot identify with anybody else in the scene as a frontman. And so that really did catch my attention. And I, I went home, looked up the band, found Death Deserves a Name, which was their debut EP, and just kind of got lost in it, like really, really found a, a place in my heart for it. Um, that really carried over into Fail You Again, the 2017 album. This might be like a, a bit of a cliche, but Stranger really is my favorite Can't Swim song and, and still to this day, I think the best uh, material put forth by Can't Swim and not just on Stranger, but at large on Fail You Again. I think this too won't pass and Change of Plans are both very, very good. But again, I have for whatever reason just not really 
um, shown Can't Swim the love that they've earned, not just on this podcast, but when speaking to friends over Twitter, Instagram, Discord, or whatever the case may be. I kind of failed to mention Can't Swim as a band that hoops over and over again. So then that brings us into the cycle for thanks but no thanks. And I do remember getting on this show back in uh, sometime last year to talk about I heard they found you face down inside your living room. And the sentiment that I extended to you guys at that time was that that song was immensely fucked up and eerie. And hearing it as part of Thanks But No Thanks, that still stands. But there is a level of adoration and respect that comes with a band like Can't Swim being able to relay the themes in that song the way that they do. Because a song that cutting really does need the perfect backing instrumentation and they found it and they perfected it on that song. I think there's like hedging or some shit going on outside my apartment right now. So if you hear it, uh, don't mind them. Actually, do mind them. Fuck them. But you know what I mean? Um, so then there were the songs Me Versus Me Versus All Y'all and Nowhere Ohio as the other two singles thereafter in promotion for Thanks But No Thanks. Those songs really did kind of bring Can't Swim back into the pop punk stratosphere, but it's done in a way where it feels like their own brand of pop punk, not pop punk in the grand scheme of things. Like this really is Can't Swim's idea of that sound. And there's this sense of like, you know, melancholic behavior going on with a catchy sensibility. And I feel like that is something that is patented to this style for Can't Swim. And it's really, really cool to see them chase that and be able to prevail in that regard on this record. The vast majority of Thanks But No Thanks is built upon that sound. And I feel like any, or not any, but most other bands chasing this kind of a sound easily could have fucked up the flow at any point like to go from can you help me into me versus me versus all y'all and then into met you the day the world ended there are these connective threads that really bring the ideas together and there are a lot of similarities between these songs and not just those but then you go into your paradox and paradigm eliminate i never paid a toll anything like that there was the risk of um like a same element being spread too much throughout it. And I guess I'm trying to say like some other bands would have taken this sound and just made the same fucking song over and over again for an entire album. Can't Swim could not let that happen because they have this uh, songwriting capability that extends beyond what most other bands in the scene are capable of. And that is why this album is able to work so well because Can't Swim can kind of just take whatever sound they want to pursue and make it their own and make it work in this really grandiose manner. And then there is the closing track, Thanks But No Thanks. I guess it's a title song, but like um, it's stylized differently in the spelling, whatever. Um... That song kind of shares a little bit of the sentiment of I heard they found you face down inside your living room in the sense of it's a lot slower based than the rest of the album and the the nature of it really lends itself to how just fucking scarring these lyrics are. And it is one of the most difficult songs I've had to review all year because the thoughts that cloud my brain whenever I hear Thanks But No Thanks really puts me in this headspace where I shouldn't be and I shouldn't find solace in, but because of Can't Swim's prowess, I'm able to. 
Another thorn deep in my side, add to the scars for me to hide, had no luck first time around, maybe I'll figure this next life out, it won't be long until I'm gone, don't look through the lyrics, don't sing to this song, it won't be long until I'm done, I've been keeping it from you but secrets get hard to hide. That is insane to put pen to paper in that way, but Chris and everybody else in Can't Swim were able to do so very fucking effortlessly, and the end result is this profound work of art on the part of Can't Swim. Like, just to put it simply, guys, this album fucks, and it fucks in so many ways that just, like you know, rip my heart out and rip it to shreds and then somehow put it back together, put it back in. And then they're like, okay, little bro, there you go. I am enthralled with this album. I've been able to kind of find something new to enjoy about it with every listen over the last week. It's really, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but it is like just this piece of art and pop punk history that needs to be experienced by everybody in and around the scene because there is a real star element to Can't Swim and everything that is happening on Thanks But No Thanks. There is a brand new album out right now by Acres. It is called Burning Throne. I do sometimes have the misconception about Acres being a new band because they've really been around for like close to a decade or a decade at this point. Um, they had some EPs early on like Solace and In Sickness and Health, but it was not until 2019's album Lonely World in which I became aware of Acres. And that arrival on their part in terms of like entering my realm of music was pretty emphatic. Because that album is rooted in like a metalcore slash post-hardcore style that speaks heavily to the sound of bands from back when I was growing up in the 2000s. Like I did revisit the album before hearing Burning Throne last week and the fucking choruses on songs like Medicine and Talking Your Sleep in the Tower Trek, massive, gargantuanly massive. And I was really hoping, if nothing else, that was an element that would be carried over into this sort of new style that is being ventured right now by Acres. And for the most part, yeah, that is what ended up happening. I could tell that from the three singles that were spread throughout 2022. So there was the title track for Burning Throne, and then Hold On, and then Into Flames. In particular, Hold On's chorus has like this real um like infectious caliber to it that i think is able to keep a lot of the ideas on burning throne very grounded and i knew that as long as acres kind of stayed true to that style while mixing it up from song to song this album would be a pretty safe bet in terms of quality there were two more singles uh from the last couple of weeks when you're gone and then nothing when you're gone, it feels right in alignment with the elements to Lonely World and then some of the early singles from Burning Throne that I was just eager to get more out of from this band. Nothing features Garrett Russell from Silent Planet, and seeing that on paper, it was like, 
all right, this is going to be fucking sick. It's going to rip. And to an extent, it does. But there's something about the delivery of nothing that feels pale in comparison to, you know, things like Hold On or When You're Gone or the title track. Like, the ideas are there and the execution is still good. But good doesn't really measure up to the, like, true upper echelon of what Acres have been able to do in the past. There are two other songs on the album that I kind of want to extend that notion to. Um, the Death of Me and Visual Hallucinations. The Death of Me, it kind of tries to utilize the style of Acres in a slower manner. And it, it does work in some ways, but again, there's no uh, possible method for me to compare that song to what I mentioned about When You're Gone or Hold On and say, yeah, it's hitting in the same way because it really doesn't. And then Visual Hallucinations, it kind of reminds me of what Dayseeker recently did on Dark Sun, just not to uh, the same level of excitement or innovation that I felt like Dayseeker really captured on that record. It's a good song, but again, good doesn't really hold up to the great material that Acres have been able to find on this record and then in their past stuff. Thankfully, though, after Visual Hallucinations, there is a back-to-back -back stretch with uh, My Everything and Feel Anything, and that is where it feels like Acres get back on track. And right from when you press play on My Everything, it just punches you in the fucking face, dude. And it is like so cathartic and this really cool um, emotional release through a song that does find comfort in, you know, like kind of a mainstream metalcore style, I guess. Um the closing song, Lost in Our Own World, it's very slow when compared to some of the tracks I've been mentioning so far, but Acres were able to take the style of Lost in Our World and find themselves in it. Like this song, you know, despite being slower, is one of the best on the album. It is so just beautiful and enchanting and captivating in all the right ways. And it was the best possible manner that Acres could have closed Burning Throne on. Like, it's truly marvelous and sensational. And I feel like coming out of this album, I definitely don't see it as a step ahead of Lonely World. I do still see Lonely World as, like, the pinnacle of what Acres have been able to do so far. But this is still really, really, really good. I think Acres have a lot of material here to build a good foundation around and kind of, you know, understand what it is that works for them when taking on this kind of a style. And I am very excited for what they can do moving forward because I feel like they have the tools right now to be able to achieve more and they've got more eyes on them. And I think they're only going to grow when it comes to like touring this record and really cycling it. And finally, there is my favorite release from last week, and one of my favorite releases overall so far this year. The new EP by Earthgrown is called Tongue Tied. This 
this is only a five song EP, so maybe the review for this ends up being pretty quick, but I do want to say, whoever let Earth Groans cook, you were fucking on one for real, for real, because Tongue Tied is one of the most impressive EPs I have reviewed, not just this year in Ulterior, but in the history of this podcast over the last two years. I don't know the last time that a band just like fucking burst onto my radar the way that Earthgrowns did. Maybe Sharia Moore back on their debut EP. But Earthgrowns, they just fucking dismantled any expectations that I could have had coming off of Overgrown, which was the only single release ahead of time for Tongue Tied. And I remember saying with Tongue Tied, there was something to the brand of metalcore slash hardcore that Earthgrowns had mastered. And Overgrown gave as many hints as I needed as to just how fucking spectacular Tongue Tied was going to be. Everything about it. The screams, the instrumentation, the like really almost emotional yet not really emotional guitar work that is spread throughout it. Tongue Tied is a masterclass in how to do all of that shit. You get into the opening song, which is the title track, and there's like kind of this, like, sort of an intro with a, a quiet guitar, but you can't really get comfortable with that, uh, that presence and that sound because almost immediately the song just like kicks into another gear and everything is chaotic. Everything is moving at a really fast pace and you kind of don't have enough time to process what is really happening, but any ear for metalcore slash hardcore can hear perfection being relayed sonically through Tongue Tide. The song Over the Edge has a similar notion to it, yet I feel like that song is able to take on a life of its own as you get near the outro and you hear the breakdown and the way that it just fucking explodes and just has all of these like really neat ideas being showcased all at once and it's done in a way where i'm not going to call earth groans unique or innovative because you can get like the basis of this sound from other bands but you cannot get it as fucking well from other bands with same blood there is this like uh it, it kind of sounds like a trade-off between the guitars and the drums that is happening about a minute 12 into the song and it feels monstrous and just mega fucking insane and sick. I don't know why I said mega insane. That was fucking cringe. But there are like, like cables being, uh, rearranged and dismantled in my brain when I hear a song like Same Blood because it feels so energizing and like feet moving and head nodding and i i don't want to stand still hearing a song like same blood like i need to be in a, a live event setting hearing the song and just seeing the band and the crowd going fucking ape shit because that is the kind of movement that is required for same blood the closing song discordant symphony there's not even an intro that shit just fucking starts immediately and you know, what I said before about songs like battering you in the face, that shit is curb stomping you into fucking oblivion right from the moment it begins. And then towards the end of the song, the screams that are coming out of Jeremy have this like real, um, 
like sinister notion to them. Like it just sounds fucking disgusting and diabolical. And that is everything that I ask for this stupid ass genre to bring forth because I need that for this to be as enjoyable as it possibly can be. And everything about tongue tied is just that as enjoyable as it possibly fucking can be. This EP is a masterpiece. This is everything that I could have wanted out of metalcore and hardcore. It is one of the most uh, fulfilling and complete releases of the year so far. I like. I, I grow more attached to Tongue Tied and Earth Groans every time I hear this EP. It's really short and like it's so easy to get through, so easy to get lost in. And I feel like if what I've been saying resonates with you in any way, you can hear this EP all the way through one time and your first instinct afterwards is going to be to hear it back from the beginning again and again and again. That is what has happened to me. That is what I would hope happens to anybody who gives Tongue Tied the time of day because this EP, like once it's a part of you, it is a part of you. It's not going to leave. Everything about Tongue Tied is just fucking excellent and perfect and i feel privileged to have been able to experience this band in this manner this week and that's it that was every single and album and ep from last week for me to get through um i don't really know do much of what to say just kind of reverting back to what i was mentioning before last week uh Things are happening, things are changing, and things will continue to happen and continue to change. I said in the description last week, if you want to hoop, you got to go through hoops or some shit like that. Real fucking stupid, but let the sentiment at least stand. Shit's going to happen. Shit will always happen. You push through somehow, some way. I believe in you guys. I don't believe in myself, but I believe in y'all. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always... For better or worse, let's make a scene.